Good morning and welcome. We're glad that you're here today. If you're visiting, as always, we're glad that you're here. We encourage you to come back and be with us at every opportunity that you have. I know we've got a number of folks that are away today. It is fall break, and so we want to keep those who are traveling in our prayers, and we wish that they'll have, wish for them a safe and enjoyable time away, and look forward to seeing them again very soon. We're going to be looking at Romans chapter 14, verses 10 through 12. Before we get started, very quickly, I do want to mention that yesterday we had a Bible bowl here, and we had a good turnout, several congregations represented, and I want to, I want to just very quickly say thank you to all the ladies that took time out of their busy day yesterday to come and to prepare food. A lot of food, a lot of preparation went into yesterday, and we're very grateful to each and every person that had a part in that, and uh, thank you so much. We're going to be looking at Romans chapter 14, beginning in verse 10, Paul said, We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. The lesson this morning, as well as tonight, both lessons recommended to me by our youth group. And I appreciate our young folks. I appreciate their input. And so one of the lessons that they requested has to do with accountability to God. And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning, accountability to God. Tonight we're going to be talking about grief, and that was a lesson suggested. And I'm very happy that they made the suggestion and hope and pray that the lessons today will be beneficial. So today we talk about accountability to God. In Romans chapter 14, Paul makes it abundantly clear that one day each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. And so with that in mind, we look at what Paul has said here. I want to begin by talking about the summons to the judgment. Paul would say in verse 10, We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It may be the case that you have received a summons in the letter to appear in court for a specific purpose. Well, the Bible assures us that all who have ever lived have a summons. That summons is to one day stand before the Lord on the day of judgment. I want to, first of all, emphasize the fact that the judgment is promised. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, It is appointed unto man once to die, after this cometh the judgment. The certainty of death. We all know that death will one day come. As Paul would say, we will all face the sting of death in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. After death, the Bible says, the judgment will be a reality. And so the judgment has been promised. But then the judgment is personal. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 32, Jesus said in the long ago that on that great and final day, all nations will stand before him. That means that the Assyrians will one day be before God in the judgment. 
The Babylonians will be there. The Medes and the Persians, they too will be at the judgment. The Grecians will be there, as will the Romans. Because the judgment will include all nations, that means the Germans will be there. The Japanese, Chinese, the Americans. The Bible says all nations will stand before him. Paul said in Acts chapter 17, verse 31, that the world will be at the judgment. John said in Revelation chapter 20 at verse 12 that the small and great, that is, it will include all people. And then by way of personal, you will be at the judgment. I will be at the judgment. How do I know that? Well, listen again to what Paul said. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Verse 12, so then each of us shall give account of himself to God. That's personal. To know that one day I will stand before Almighty God in the judgment. So, as we think about this summons to the judgment, it is followed by the Savior who will be at the judgment. Paul again said in verse 10, We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Did you know that the Savior will one day judge us? Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 27, that the Father has given the Son the authority to execute judgment. Paul would say in verse 12 of Romans 14, we, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And then to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. At verse 10, Paul said, We must all be made manifest before the judgment seat of Christ. So one day we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to stand before Him. We'll bow before His presence, and we will give an account of ourselves unto Him who created the world and all things therein. Not only will the Savior judge us, but the Scriptures will be used to judge us. The Bible tells us that there is a divine standard that will be employed on that final day. Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. He said, The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. John 12, verse 48. Paul said, We know that the judgment of God is according to to truth, Romans 2.2. 2. Somebody might ask the question, what is truth? Pontius Pilate asked that question. And Jesus said, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. What we're saying is, this book that we call the Bible will one day be opened and used as the standard to judge us. Do you remember in Revelation chapter 20 when John said, he saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. And he said, I saw the dead, the small and great, standing before the throne. And he said, the books were opened. The books that were opened in his sight on that occasion, the Word of God. That means on the final day of judgment, God is going to open this book.
And he's going to judge us on the basis of whether or not we've lived accordingly. How well do you know the Bible? How much time do you spend reading and studying the Bible? If we're going to be judged by this book, and we will, doesn't it stand to reason that we would want to be familiar with the contents that are recorded here? I mean, if Jesus said in the long ago, except you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins, don't you think that that would necessitate me coming to an understanding that Jesus is who he claimed to be, the divine son of God, so that I could echo with Peter that you're the Christ, the son of the living God? If Jesus said, and he did, that we must repent or perish in Luke 13, verse 3, don't you think that it would be incumbent on me to understand that repentance is mandated by God and I'm going to stand before the creator of all the earth? Or what about being baptized into Christ? Sometimes people just wave it off and act as if it's not recorded in Scripture. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. Now, if Jesus said those who believe and are baptized will be saved, don't you think it would stand to reason that I'd want to make sure that I've been baptized into Christ so that I might stand among the saved, the redeemed? If Paul said, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, don't you think it would necessitate being involved in the work of the kingdom? If Peter said that we are to be holy because God in heaven is holy, don't you think that that would necessitate living a holy, godly life? Paul would say in Titus chapter 2, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to every man, instructing us to the intent that denying ungodliness and worldly lust as a child of God. If my life is flawed by ungodliness and worldliness, would it not be safe to conclude I'm in trouble? Don't you think I need to understand that God is to direct my past, that He's the one that calls the shots, that ought to be living in harmony with His will? So again, I ask the question, how well do you know the Bible? If somebody were to sit you down and to ask you point blank specific questions in the Scriptures, could you answer them? Peter said, Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the hope that's in you with meekness and fear. If somebody were to ask you, Are you a Christian? What would you say? If your answer is yes, and they ask then, Well, what would you do to become a Christian? Could you tell them from the Scriptures? If they ask you, Why do you worship like you do? Could you give them reasons, biblically speaking, as to why you worship God? If they were to ask you, why is it that you live a life of sobriety? Why is it that you live a life of faithfulness to your mate, etc.? What would you say? Could you give them a scripture? Jesus said we're going to be judged by this book. So I would conclude that I need to understand the contents of what is recorded in the Bible. So, the Savior is going to judge us. The Scriptures will be used to judge us. There's a third thing I want to share in our study. 
We talk about the summons to the judgment, the Savior who will be at the judgment. Then what about the seriousness of the judgment? I want you to think about how serious it is to contemplate standing before, as Paul would say, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Listen again with me as I read. Paul said, We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, for it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. First, there is individual or personal responsibility. We live in a day and time when people do not want to take responsibility for their actions. We see it every day. People want to blame others. They want to talk about why they did this or did that, but they don't want to accept the consequences of what they've done. Did you know that we have the responsibility to live right? Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 6, 16, Stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old paths, wherein is the good way, and walk therein. I want to ask you a question. Do you know what the good way is? What is the good way? Jesus talked about the straight and narrow way. Do you know what the straight and narrow way is? You can't know what the good way is or the straight and narrow way unless you know what the Bible teaches. God's Word will put you on the good road. We have a responsibility to live right. Now, I know that we live in a world today where laws are changing, and there are a lot of things that are in a state of flux. There was a standard, morally speaking, in our country that was adhered to by many, many people. That standard has now been thrown to the curb. And sometimes we'll talk about how, well, you know, that used to be right, that used to be wrong, but that's not the case today. Let me tell you what Hosea said. Hosea said, the ways of the Lord are right. Now, we may be right or we may be wrong, but I know one thing, God is always right. So I ask you again, are you living right? You know what's right. You know what's wrong. So are you living right? Are you living right in the eyes of God? Have you been baptized into Christ? If you haven't been baptized into Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, you're not living right. If you're not living faithfully for the Lord Jesus Christ, and by that I mean you're striving to the best of your ability to walk in the light as He is in the light with the assurance that the blood of Christ is cleansing you from sin, you're not living right. I don't want there to be any misunderstandings on anyone's part today. Because when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ on that great and final day, I want people to know that they've heard the truth. So are you living right? Are you living according to what is written in this book? Now we talk about responsibility, but here's the second thing, accountability. The suggestion that was made to me, preach on accountability. We're accountable. We have, you know, we talk about responsibility. With responsibility comes accountability. It's true in the corporate world. When you get a job and certain responsibilities are given to you, then it's incumbent on you to fulfill those responsibilities. If you don't, you lose your job. Why? Because you're accountable. 
Your employer holds you accountable for how you conduct yourself on the job. Well, by the same token, God holds us accountable for how we live in this world. So here's, here's the bottom line. One day we're going to stand before God. We're going to stand before Judge Jesus. When we stand before the judge of all the earth, you need to understand he's going to do what's right. That's what, that's what Abraham said many, many years ago. The judge of all the earth will do right. God's going to do right. Now the question is, will you do right? Are you doing right? Are you living right? Did you know that you're going to be accountable for how you've lived here on this earth? Listen again to what Paul said. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. That means me. Hollywood's big about talking. Well, Hollywood talks a lot about people that are walking the red carpet. And they want to stand out among the crowd and show their glitter and beauty and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you what, one day you're going to get your chance to walk the red carpet. And you're going to stand on the stage with Judge Jesus. And you're going to be one-on-one -on -one with the Son of God. You and nobody else. And you're going to give an account of your life. Everything you've said, everything you've done, everywhere you've been, every single thing that you've done here on planet Earth, you'll give an account for. So I ask you again, are you living right? Could I say this? Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. It may be the case that you're in a lot of trouble right now. You know it. You're in trouble spiritually. And you know if you were to stand before the judge of all the earth today, you know what the verdict would be, don't you? You know what the Lord would say. Here's what he would say. Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Do you want to go to hell? Do you want to go to hell? You don't want to go to hell. I promise you, you don't want to go to hell. Now, I know people talk about hell, and they laugh about it, and they joke about it, and they talk about how they'll just go and take it. No, you won't go and take it. You may think you'll go and take it, but you won't take it. You'll suffer forever. You see, this is serious stuff. Not only are you responsible, you're accountable. You're going to bow in the presence of Almighty God. And the Lord's going to judge you. And if you're not living right, look, there's no politically correct way to say it. I'm not doing anybody any favors by trying to sugarcoat it. If you're not living according to the standard, remember what Hosea said, the ways of the Lord are right. You're either living right or wrong. If you're not living right, you're going to hell. Think about that. 
Think about walking out these doors knowing in your heart of hearts you're going to hell. And if you die in the condition you're in today, you're going to hell. If that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. Now the flip side of it is that there is a merciful, gracious God in heaven who loves us who's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, 2 Peter 3, 9. There's a gracious God in heaven who spared not His own Son, but freely gave Him up for us all. You see, if God had His way, you'd be living for Him. We're not robots. We don't have a string where somebody can pull that string and then we just follow the commands. No we have the ability to make choices in life, don't we? And so, God wants you to make the right choices. I want you to know God loves you. And God cares enough about you that He demonstrated it through the sending of Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary. And if you're faithful, and you're striving to the best of your ability to walk in the light as He is in the light, all of the sins, whatever you've said, whatever you've done, wherever you've been, if it's not been right, they're washed away. All those sins are washed away. You can stand before God pure and just, and those things aren't going to be brought up at the judgment. And here's what He'll say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. In closing, there are only two things that the Lord could say on that great and final day. Two things. I want to ask you in closing today, what will the king say to you? Will he say, come or depart? If you're not a Christian, why not do that today? Why not obey the gospel as the Bible talks about? Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Let him add you to the church. Live faithfully and go home to be with Him forever in heaven. If you're here today and you're not faithful to His cause, why not come home? Could we pray with you and for you? I want you to know that God loves you more than you know. God wants you to be in heaven with Him. And it may be that as a child of God, you've lost your way. Your life's just not what it ought to be. Look, again, we're not here to hurt you. We're here to help you. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you as we stand and sing.